0: Welcome to the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. My name is Chris Hume, the Managing Editor of the Lancaster Patriot. I'm joined today once again by Joel Saint, Pastor of Independence Reformed Bible Church, located here in Lancaster County. Joel, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. All right, Joel, so for the first uh, 30 minutes or so of last week's Lancaster County Commissioner's Meeting, the focus was on Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Right. Okay, And yes. uh, you were there for part of it. Right? I was. Okay. I was. Uh, so there was a proclamation read by Commissioner Trescott, and it was signed by all three commissioners, and then some comments were made by the commissioners, and then several people uh, spoke, you know, from the public, spoke about this. So we want to talk about that today. We want to talk about this proclamation. We want to talk about the, the worldview behind it. We want to talk about some of the comments that were made, and specifically uh, one of the men who— uh, was focused on in this proclamation, a uh, Chinese man. And uh, we want to see what um what he might have to say, potentially, about a proclamation like this. So um, I have the proclamation here in front of me, Joel. Um, and here we have what I would say is the most important type of proclamation in the land of virtue signaling. And that's a proclamation that deals with the race issue, right? It deals with what are, you know, this is one of the most important issues if not the most in our culture and so if we're going to do any virtue signaling we have to deal with this issue now I think you and I would both be fine with celebrating what we might call cultural distinctives within sure. God's common grace fried rice yep. Jamaican jerk chicken chicken and waffles yeah. apple pie like what these things are fine they're great you know different food from Except different I'm,
1: I don't know if I'm allowed to even say that uh, it, it, you know i could be could I be charged with cultural appropriation if I hear, sat here and said, I really love chinese food oh you're cultural appropriation. yeah so i don 't even know what you're allowed to say anymore but anyway,
0: All right, which actually we'll touch on that because there was a comment made and maybe i 'll just do it now one of the comments made uh after this proclamation you had you had someone come up and and say i don 't you might have been there for this part, I watched it on online but people are saying, you know, we want to celebrate our heritage. We want to celebrate where we come from. We want to celebrate, you know, whether we come from uh, an Asian country, a Pacific Islander country, whatever. We want to celebrate that and be proud of that. And, and then, you know, someone gets up and, I mean, I understand, you know, I want to be respectful to these people and, and maybe, you know, certain of the struggles they had, of course. But there's a, there's a real contradiction here because someone, someone stands up and, and, and talks about how you know, they're 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 Lancaster County resident, they're proud to be here, and they're tired of being asked where are you really you know, they say where are you from? Well right. I'm from here and they say, Well where are you really from? Right. And so that is offensive. And then I don't know if it was the next lady, but the someone else gets up and says, you know, that we want to we want to share our heritage proudly. Yeah. So which one is it? You it, know, yeah. are are you proud of where you came from ethnically, and are we able to be interested in you as a person and ask, you know, yeah, well, I know you live here, but where did you come from? Where's you, where your family from? And the one person is like, yeah, we want to celebrate that proudly. And the other person is like, that's offensive for you to even ask me. So these, these peoples, you know, at least many of them are confused. You know, what's your identity? And really, I think we'll touch on that. Without Christianity, um, you, you know, you really can't answer that, that yeah. question. Christianity yeah. alone can solve, you know, what is your true identity? Yeah. But... Yeah,
1: and it's all about celebration you know c- celebrate celebrating my my ethnic heritage and so forth well then to your point then I think it's a good question where you're from right you know, w- 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 what is your ethnic heritage you know it's like well no I'm from Lancaster County now well <laughs> okay <laughs> now why are course, we ce- what is it
0: now why are we celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month yeah. so um, <clears throat> Now, I mean, just another comment on these proclamations, uh, Joel. I mean, again, I I think there's blessing in different cultures to a degree, which we're going to talk about that today. Because it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The variety is very interesting. Within uh, the framework of God's common grace and God's moral law, right, which we'll talk about. But this should not be a matter of the the civil government. Like, why in the world do we have the civil government making a proclamation uh, telling us that, you know, we, we should, we, we need to honor and, and, and respect these other heritage. I mean, I wrote recently about, we have people in Harrisburg trying to make a a day girls wrestling day and trying to make the month of May correct posture month okay. in Pennsylvania. Like, I'm just kind of
1: <laughs> noticing I'm slumping over here a little bit. So,
0: but, you know, if that's, all if that's all these civil magistrates did, I guess I would be happy with that. Um, if they were just making these proclamations, because they're, they're essentially useless other than to reveal the worldview at play mm-hmm. in our culture. And so that's why this is useful. But, I mean, it's just on and on with these proclamations and these day of this and month of that. And, I mean, that's really what you're going to hang your hat on as a civil magistrate when you should be, you know, executing justice according to God's law. It's yeah. just... Yeah.
1: I, I, I'm thinking... Uh, You know, even the pledge, right, with liberty and justice for all, for all, right, regardless of ethnicity or whatever. Right. So
0: this proclamation, and let's get into it, it's interesting in, in that regard, Joel, because it reveals, I'm not sure if this is the best term, but it reveals to me a secular cultural ecumenicalism. Okay. Okay. It, it reveals. I write that
1: secular cultural <laughs> ecumenism. Okay. Yeah,
0: ecumenicalism, and Ecumenical. okay. uh, and and I think it reveals some other things as well. So I want to get into this, and I do want to play a a brief clip from uh, Commissioner Parsons, um, and uh, you were there for a little bit. I mean, let me yeah, for just some of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just briefly. I mean, what are we going to be getting into here? I mean, what what jumped out to you about this this proclamation?
1: Yeah, it wasn't long. I mean, it started out with with heritage. You know, and, and okay, we're, we're, we're from there, and now we're coming to Lancaster County. And it was kind of funny because, it, you know, some people talked about how un- unwelcome they felt, and yet they were really happy to be here. And I was like, well, did you not, I, I, I don't know, where you came from, did you not feel welcome? I, I, I don't know. Um, are you welcome more welcome here than where you came from? I don't understand that. And um, it's, it's discouraging to hear that kind of guilt just constantly laid on. You know, I'm from Lancaster County. Am I, like, guilt by association because someone said something to you that you thought was offensive? And so, honestly, Chris, that was hanging in the air. Mm-hmm. That type of thing, which always seems to hang in the air whenever someone wants to celebrate their heritage or whatever. Somehow, there's always a story about how, you know, ostensibly a white person didn't accept you. Well, I mean, are white people the only people that maybe don't accept everybody you you know if you're an an asian-american have you ever not been accepting to uh, someone even someone else who was asian-american i mean we know that there's some problems between the uh, japanese and the uh, chinese going back to the events that happened in china uh, when the japanese invaded the chinese so that you know that that is always back there Mm -hmm. and it seems like the guilt is constantly being worked And, and we work working over the natives of Lancaster County just very very slightly and or maybe not so slightly but then also we had to hear about the religion that comes from the east Hinduism we got a little lecture on that got a lecture on how wonderful vaccinations are and a doctor uh, woman got up there and talked about how she helped with the vaccinate what's this got to do with this Right. And then we had another man stand up there and went through a list of uh, left wing talking points, even mentioning transphobia. What's that got to do with this? Right.
0: Yeah. What indeed. Now, uh, I want to play a clip. Let's play this clip from Commissioner Parsons first. This is his comments after the proclamation. Then I'll touch briefly on the proclamation. And then we'll really get into this because there's a lot of content here. So let's watch this video.
2: The Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month proclamation. And thank you to whoever brought the sign for Mr. Wu because it's awesome and uh, you know, I just love Lancaster County history, love hearing about uh, all the different parts of it Uh, and this is a really neat part and I'm glad that we're uh, studying it more and understanding about uh, Mr. Wu and his his service uh, joining the Union Army immediately, pretty immediately after coming to the United States. So pretty amazing story. So thank you for keeping that alive. Thank you all for being here. We present these proclamations to honor and, uh, and discuss and raise awareness for different parts of the community, but ultimately it's about Uh, knowing that we're all part of the Lancaster County community, that we're stronger together and that we're strong as a nation when we honor the different parts of our community, but unite as uh, Lancaster County citizens and American citizens. Happy to see many friends in the crowd and just note, as the proclamation notes, that we have uh, a vibrant community here and many different celebrations. It's been a couple years since I've been to the Diwali celebration, but I will say that that was really awesome it's a a huge celebration and uh and really awesome i know we have many others like that good to see my friend sam all
0: right so that was commissioner parsons uh making some comments after the proclamation i want to get into that and get your reaction to that but real quick here the the proclamation is a proclamation asian american and pacific islander heritage month and it talks about a few things here it talks about the fact that um These celebrations, which Commissioner Parsons mentioned, one of them, the Diwali celebration, the Holly Festival, they serve the greater community. It talks about how people from Asian Asian Pacific Islander countries have come over to the United States. And then it says, the end of it is, Now, therefore, we, the board of the commissioners of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, do hereby proclaim May 2023 to be Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, in Lancaster County and urge all Lancaster County citizens to take the opportunity during this month to explore this rich history and also to make a personal commitment to create a more perfect union. We're going to talk about that, Joel. And advance our nation's founding ideals of liberty and justice for all and to join with members of our Asian American and Pacific Islander community in celebrating the many ways they have made a positive impact upon our county. Now, I want to get into this, and of course, people can twist our words I have no doubt that many people from Asian nations and Pacific Islander nations have done good and impacted the community. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the worldview behind this, the need for a proclamation like this, and even some of the things that are stated here. So one of the things being that these really pagan Hindu religious festivals serve the greater community. So I want to get into that. Okay, now, of course, as we saw, Parsons there said that the Diwali celebration was really awesome, and in fact, later, there was a lady who was requesting lighting for, I think, a Hindu festival. Now, whether or not they approve that, we'll see. But Joel, I mean, what's, what's your initial reaction to this? Now, we want to also get to a big part of this episode is going to be the, the man, Mr. Wu, that, that Parsons referenced, which is yep. in this proclamation, yep. and Mr. Hong Niok Wu, and we're going to talk about him, but, but first, which is very interesting that he's in here, um, but first I mean, what's your initial response to that and this idea? I mean, DiAgostino, I didn't play it, but he said that many other countries can't boast what we do, which is having diverse people come together for the American experience and the American dream. In other words, what I'm getting from this, Joel, is that many different cultures is our strength. Mm-hmm. Is that true? A- and what is it? What is the most important thing about a culture? We need to answer that question. And then, it, with that understanding, is it true that, hey, the more cultures we have, the stronger we
1: are? Sure. Yeah, so let's let's take a step back. Is there such a thing as an American culture? Does that exist? Is there such a thing as Western culture? Remember years ago, Jesse Jackson leading, uh, leading marches out, out, out I think it was UCLA, Berkeley. Or, I'm, I'm, obviously, it would be University of California, Berkeley. You know, leading, hey, ho, hey, ho, Western culture's got to go. All right? So... What culture is good, if Western culture's got to go, what culture are you going to replace it with? So let's back up a little bit. Is, is there such a thing as Western culture? And of course there has been, and it's, ba- it's been based on Christianity. That is beyond, uh, th- that's, that's beyond question. Now, our, our, our reigning, reigning dogma right now, Chris, is that all cultures are created equal. Well, if all cultures are created equal, then why? Why would people leave home, money, land to get on a boat with nothing to come to this culture? Uh, e- even now, we're hearing how racist. What a racist culture we are! And yet, even today, if you are successful, especially in Africa, do g- g- you stay there? No, you come here. Now, now, what, what's going on? How are we saying at the same time that all cultures are created equal, while at the same time recognizing that people leave? One culture to go to another. Apparently they don't believe that all cultures are created equal. I want to talk about a, a culture of, uh, th- that is somewhat unique to America. And I want to go back to the, n- not to the um, George Floyd riots. I'm old enough, Chris, to go back to the Rodney King riots. And I still remember that area. L- let's, let's definitely celebrate um, uh, Asians here. I remember that section of Koreatown. And if you were not alive then, uh, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But there was a section in L.A. called Koreatown. Uh, You know, there were riots everywhere. People were getting killed. There were businesses being burnt down. But in Koreatown, they were the most... uh, Chris, I was never so proud to be an American. I I, I just never was. Because in Koreatown, it was called Koreatown. Am I racist for calling it that today, even though it was called then Koreatown? They had their... They had their automatic, automatic weapons out. And they were defending their their lives and their businesses. And I remember thinking, true Americans right there.
0: Right.
1: Th- th- these, th- they're defending themselves, their businesses, their ability to serve their neighbor, because that's what a business is. And I remember even the talk afterwards among even some, some people that were sympathetic toward the riots, right? which, which we, you know, that's what we have now in our media, sympathy towards rioters. That's what's going on, right? And they were talking and saying, you know, even among the rioters, they're thinking next time they do this, maybe they need to be a little more circumspect with their riots because they burnt down the businesses that they want to go buy their lottery tickets from the next day. You know, now they can't do it, right? So, So I want to talk about the American culture, which is based on a Christian culture. And I'm willing to say, that no culture matches it. And in history, I don't see a lot of people leaving the West, Chris, to go to an Eastern culture. I don't, I don't see it. Um, Hinduism, for example, is, is really big in, in India. I, do, I don't know. Do you see people leaving uh, uh, in droves, uh, Western countries, to, to go live there? But it's happening the other way. Right. So can we say loudly that all cultures are not created equal and to pretend that they are? And to pretend that cultures that, 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 that make us somehow better is is not true. They compromise Western culture. And that's not a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've brought up a lot there. I want to see if you agree with this, Joel. So talking about culture, if you really get to the heart of it, what, what is a culture? And it would be what the, that people cultivates. I mean, that's where you really get into the word. Uh, you have the cultist, uh, religious. But I think really if you look at the, the root word there, it has to do with the cultivation uh, what does a society grow and develop? Of course, you know, food is a small part of that, sure. but even more so is the values and the beliefs and the, and the social structures that are built around those values and beliefs. That's what drives the customs and the traditions. And so I would contend that religion, and tell me if you disagree, the religion is the most important part of any culture. Do you agree with that? No,
1: there's no question about that. It, it, r- r- your religious values tell you what's right and what's wrong. It tells you what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what is praised and what is punished. What can be more basic than that? So proclamations like this. So I agree with you that
0: if you look at it historically, Western civilization, of course, there were warts and blemishes there, but great blessings because of the Christian heritage. I think all the The warts and blemishes were most of them based on humanistic enlightenment thinking. But we would agree that Christianity influenced Western civilization to a very positive degree where you have orphanages and hospitals, which we'll actually talk about here today. And um, I think today, and tell me if you agree with this, Joel, that we are, I think you agree, of course, we're abandoning that heritage as a nation. So proclamations like this reveal that now, as a society, even Lancaster County, our religion, we are saying we, do no, we no longer want to be associated with Christianity. We want to be associated with secular humanism. That's our religion, of which pluralism is central in secular mm-hmm. humanism. So if you're looking at this and say, okay, well, what's the culture of Lancaster County then? Well, I would say it's if religion is the most important part of any culture and the most, the identifying feature, the culture of Lancaster County is becoming, of course, you have. You know pockets of people who are faithful to Christ, but it is becoming, and certainly from the leaders, it already has become the, a culture of secular humanism. And in secular humanism, pluralism is one of the main values. And so, therefore, you have Commissioner DiAgostino, um, who, who I think would, would even maybe consider himself Roman Catholic, but still, him Back, background at least, yeah, yeah, background at least. But but yeah. he he would he, his comments is this is what makes us stronger now. At the best we can say is, well, maybe he only means the fact that there's different people from all over the world, but that's not clear. And the proclamation is exactly very clear that it's it's including more than that. It's including the religious celebrations of these cultures. And so what he says there and what Commissioner Parson says fits in with the idea that the most important part about our culture is our religion, but our religion is not Christ, it's secular humanism.
1: Yeah. So when you're talking about... Let me go back to that Koreatown thing again, because... It, 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 we're going in opposite directions here. It seems like what, when we say that a alternate religion makes us stronger, what do you mean by stronger? How, how, how do you become stronger? And I think what actually does make us stronger is what the uh, secular humanists and the pluralists hate the most. What they really hate, Chris, is when someone from not someone non Western, right, non white, if you will, accepts Christianity. That's, that's what they say actually makes us weaker, but I would argue that's what makes us stronger. It's wonderful to see, you know, you, for example, in Acts 2, you, you, you see all those different folks from all over, the, um, all, all over the East, really, and even from Africa that were there at the Feast of Pentecost, and they hear Peter preach in Acts chapter 2. And you look at the, the nations where they were from. It's an awful lot of different areas. Now, nobody was celebrating the fact that, oh, aren't we diverse now? Right. That's, that's not what the celebration was. The celebration was over Christ. Right. Christ rose from the dead, and he is now king and lord. And it doesn't matter what your ethnic background is. He is king over all races, over all. I'm, I mean, I'm one more of the guy, like one race, human right. race different ethnicities. I mean, that's a technicality for some people. But race, ethnicity, whatever, doesn't matter. Christ is king overall. That's where we have our true strength. And if we deny that, we will be broken up into various sub-religions, if you will, where we all get to be our own little God. And, And Chris, when we all get to be our own little God, you are now opening the door to all kinds of conflict, consistent conflict.
0: Yeah. And that's why this is important, Joel, because we can say, what does this matter? I mean, who cares about this proclamation? But here you have three commissioners, two of whom are, you know, quote unquote, conservative Republicans. Uh, At least one very clearly has some sort of background, you know, in, in, you know, some sort of Christian religion. I'd say the Roman Catholic Church, of course, officially has abandoned the gospel. But you have these, these, um, these magistrates. And why does it matter? Does it matter that a county led by these county commissioners celebrates? cultural and even religious diversity, rather than proclaiming their allegiance to Christ and His law. I want to ask you, you know, if Christ cares about that, but, but just to dig a little bit more into what Commissioner DiAgostino said, and it fits with par- what Parsons said, Commissioner Parsons. And before I do that, just so people know, uh, in the proclamation, it talked about the Diwali celebration, and Commissioner Parsons mentioned how that was awesome, this celebration. So just, so we're on the same page here that, w- what is this Diwali celebration? It's called Deepavali, or Diwali, it's known as the Festival of Lights. It's a Hindu holiday widely celebrated in India, in South Asia, and across the Hindu, uh, you know, the world, wherever Hindu is, you know, is practiced, adherence to Hinduism. It is India's biggest and most important holiday of the year. The festival gets its name from the row of clay lamps that Indians light inside their homes to symbolize the inner light that protects from spiritual darkness now if that's not paganism what is That's just clearly an ant- not just a non-christian there is no neutrality it's anti-christian this is a pagan religion um, so i want to come back to this because this proclamation i mean the irony here that this proclamation highlights this pagan festival and it highlights this mr hong niok Wu. yes uh, the irony there is it's just dripping off the pages which i don't know if they if they know that i mean commissioner parsons talked about how it's so great to learn about this history did you really learn about the history here, which we're going to talk about this man. But before we get into him, which we're going to do very soon here, those comments by Commissioner Parsons and DiAgostino. many different cultures is our strength. Now, there's a Bible verse, Joel, and it, I don't think it goes like this, but based on what they're saying, it would go like this, cultural diversity exalts a nation, but lack of cultural diversity is a reproach to any people. I, that's not how it goes, right? But that's what they're saying. But Proverbs 14.34 says, Righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So if these county commissioners can't discern that, hey, what matters most is our righteousness and faithfulness to Christ, uh, then we, you know, our, our, our county, our state, our nation, like you said, is going to disintegrate. And we're already experiencing that. We're experiencing the religion of secular humanism. So real quick, Joel, you know, does Christ care about what these civil magistrates are proclaiming? When it comes to things like this that relate to the, the the religious
1: culture, the morality that we're going to promote, yeah, let's let's think about the very first commandment. And whenever I talk about the Ten Commandments, I can't you know I, I can't forget the idea that or the fact that when man starts writing commandments, there's no end to the things. I mean, they write them in Harrisburg, they write them in in, in Washington D.C. There's no there's no end whereas God gave us his word, he gave us his Ten Commandments, he elaborates on those Ten Commandments, but then we're done. We we don't have to keep writing and writing and writing and writing. So going back to the Ten Commandments, the first one, I I am the Lord your God, and think about this, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, you shall have no other gods before me. Now normally we think of the first commandment, uh, you you know, um, no other gods, right? But the preamble there is important. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage a lot going on there chris because what's being said there by god in that through uh, by god through moses all other gods will lead you into bondage (laughs) they they will and the egyptians had multiple gods that they that, that they worship they kept reading away from from shall we say the masses obviously the israelites when they came out of egypt they couldn't read because reading is a method of of learning what's true and we know that wherever Christianity is gone, reading has gone with it. And even secular historians that I've read, Chris, oh, yeah. ha- have admitted that um, the history of the growth of Christianity is also the history of the, of the growth of reading. Reading commandments like, I am the Lord of your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You're asking if Christ cares. Christ brings freedom. The Bible brings freedom. You don't have, the, you don't have freedom without Christ and his word. And he is very interested in freedom. Freedom to do what? Freedom to worship him, and freedom to serve our neighbor. And what we find out is that where we are limited in our freedom to worship Christ, we are also limited in our ability to serve our neighbor. And, and I want to talk about this just briefly. I'm kind of going on here a little bit longer. But what we find out, for example, take uh, take communism. Um, in, in China, in, in the old Soviet Union, where we know an awful lot about it, where they... Um, they squelch the worship of Christ. You know what also got squelched? Independent business. And independent business is a means of serving one's neighbor. Chris, you don't see the church of Jesus Christ squelched and persecuted, where you also don't see the ability to serve one's neighbor uh, persecuted as well. Christ, he said, I am, you know, the thief doesn't come except for to steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. And One of the reasons why we love Christ so much is because he encouraged us to love our neighbor. He encouraged us to love him, which we must. He is is worth our love. He's worthy of our love. He came and died for our sins. Who else has done that? No other God has done that. He is worth our love and our admiration, but he is also the only means uh, available where we know how to love our neighbor. So I love the fact that Christ cares. He didn't come down and say, Well, this is the way to do it, but I don't really care what you do. Right. No, he does care, and he, I love him for that.
0: Yeah, and he didn't say, You know, the kings of the earth, yeah, you know, if you want to, you can honor the son. Right, right, yeah. He, he's, you know, it's hon- optional.
1: Yeah. Santa Claus mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. yeah, you can if you want. No. No, Psalm 2 Kiss the sons,
0: lest he be angry. Kiss yes. the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in yeah. the way. Yep. Yeah, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Now, I don't want to belabor how, this. How can we not
1: love him for that, my friends? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, no, amen. I mean, so I don't want to belabor this too much, but I, I want to make this point clear. Commissioner DiAgostino, and, and you know, I'm digging into his words and being very critical here, but I think it reveals the worldview. He said, we have something that other countries don't, people coming together for the American experience and the American dream. Now, what's, what, what's going on there? Because what you talked about in the history of, of Western civilization, anything good about the American experience must be attributed to Christ, Right. And, and what's happening here is we're rejecting that and we're taking the gifts and, and rejecting the giver, who is Christ. And so we're saying, what makes America great is the fact that we have all these blessings. Yeah. right? And so now you're basically saying, the strength of our culture is that we don't have a religious culture. When of course you do, it's secular humanism and pluralism is one of the, the key tenets of secular humanism. So it, I mean, this just, you know, leaps off the page when I read this quote here from Diagostino that, that I put on here, that, you know, this is what makes us great, that people come together for all these blessings. That's not what makes us great. You know, if we have any greatness, which we are, you know, we are rejecting and abandoning and spitting and, you know, raising our fists to Christ and saying, we like all the stuff you gave us, but we will not acknowledge you and recognize you. So that, you know, we have to, these are civil magistrates who ought to be applying God's law, Right. And, and in a very limited way, the, the, you know, the positive function would be to praise the one who does good. And yet we see here a serious, serious lack of a Christian worldview. And not that we haven't seen it before, of course, from the county commissioners, but revealed clearly here. And they're going to say, well, you guys are just, no. And the American experience is based on you know acceptance and, and freedom of religion. And, of course, we've talked about that before. That was in the context of Christianity. Uh, and what's happening here is, I mean, this is the religion of secular humanism, on full display from Lancaster County commissioners. So uh, we're going to come back to this, but that's where we're going with this. And now to kind of flesh this out, we want to get into this story about Hong Niok Wu. Okay. There was uh, you were there, you said there was like a poster of the guy. Yeah,
1: full-size poster. When I spoke briefly, I was, I mentioned, I'm really happy to be uh, standing with another Christian minister. Because he was a Christian minister there that we're celebrating so we got some irony going on here yeah because the present in the present we're not celebrating Christianity too much here not so much
0: yeah and I mean this is this is very very ironic so in the in the proclamation itself it mentions this man and now let me see if I can find it I got all these papers okay um, Whereas one of the earliest known Asian immigrants came to Lancaster County more than 160 years ago when Dr. John Messer Smith, a naval surgeon aboard the frigate Susquehanna stationed in China, returned with Mr. Hong Niok Wu in 1855. Mr. Wu attended St. James Episcopal Church. That was the first thing that tipped me off to look into this guy a little bit more. Yeah. Apprenticed as a printer for the Examiner and Herald, became a naturalized citizen in September 1860 and joined the Union Army during the Civil War. Okay, that was one of their main points of this proclamation. Because of this, therefore... We're going to celebrate this,
1: and so yeah. So let's let's talk about that for a second. That that's actually a bad thing. He should have been able to bring over his culture. He should have been able to drag over some some Eastern temple, right, where human sacrifices uh, occurred, right? Right. Should have been able to. If we were really welcoming, we wouldn't. He wouldn't have gone to an Episcopal church. He would have been able to bring his temple over and, and and worship there.
0: Right. Yeah. And if you're going to have a if you're going to have a proclamation, which I don't think we need these proclamations, but if you're going to have one like this and it was done to honor Christ, yeah. it would say, we want to thank Christ for allowing Absolutely. people to come over here and hear the gospel yeah. and be saved, yeah. right? And that's what we're going to celebrate, that, that Christianity is a destroyer of pagan cultures. Yep. It redeems them and changes them, but in one sense, yep. it destroys them. So that's yep. what we're going to talk about because, Joel, I mean, this was just too good to be true almost. I started looking into this, and I was like, wow, do they know who they're promoting here? Yeah. In their proclamation, and there's no better way to respond to this proclamation and the worldview it represents than with the very man the proclamation cites. Now, of course, I think our, our critique, of course, would be true regardless. But it's often been said that our Lord has a sense of humor, and here you have th- this this man, you know, Hong Niok Wu, and I, and I don't think I think we can say confidently he would not have liked this no, proclamation. Uh, no,
1: he would have been he would have been outraged at it. Quite frankly, that's it's it's what he what he came away from right what he was converted away from and what he then went back and tried to destroy absolutely so let's let's
0: get into it alright so um, and I want us to hit on these three points as we go that number one religion is the most important part of a culture it's the center of it all there are good cultures and there are bad cultures and that's based on the religion right a culture yep. is not bad based on whether it has fried rice or cheeseburgers, no. okay? And it's not bad based on what type of clothing, unless you get into really, you know, immodest, immoral right. clothing, sexual clothing. But generally speaking, that's not what make a, makes a culture good or bad, right? right? Only as it relates to the, the morality and the allegiance to Christ. So, of course, anything can be perverted. Food, cannibalism, you know, those are cultures that are bad, mm-hmm. right? Cultures that, you know, are, are like our culture with these drag queens is becoming mm-hmm. a bad culture when measured according to God's Word. So that's number one. Number two, Christianity is, I'm going to say it like this, a destroyer of pagan cultures. And number three, celebrating other cultures without recognizing this, and especially celebrating the religion of those cultures is not Christian and therefore is not wise and will not bring blessings. So,
1: And a total violation of the First Commandment right from the start, because we're rewriting the First Commandment. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Eh, any 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 God can do any that. Any God will do it, yeah. Y- yeah. No. Um, yeah. That, that's offensive. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's,
0: it's offensive to Christ, and it should be offensive to us. Um, should be. It should be, yeah. And now, you know, we should be concerned about having a Christian culture. And again, I don't I don't want to get into too Chris, much. Chris, how do you
1: love your neighbor without promoting Christian culture? I, right. I, I want to know the answer to that question. Right. You can't do it.
0: Yeah. Now, we're not, you know, you've mentioned historically that America has experienced these great blessings. I don't think either one of us are arguing that America in its nature will always be the best culture. You know, what matters is if it adheres to Christ's law, right? So you could be an Asian, African, whatever. If the culture that honors Christ is going to be blessed, right? You know, the people. So it's measured by, by Christ's law and allegiance to Him. That's what matters. So we're not here arguing necessarily like, well, the American. Experience is the standard. And that's kind of what the commissioners are saying. Hey, what we've experienced, that's the standard. And we're saying, no, the standard is God's word. When, when nations have sought to adhere to that, they have been blessed. So the way the commissioners talk about it, like we said, all these cultures, regardless of their beliefs, and the celebrations that represent those are equally important and are what make America great. So let's start, let's start with this, this, this man, uh, Hong Niok Wu. All right, just give us a, just briefly, just kind of let our listeners know, kind of a uh, brief summary
1: of this guy. Yeah, he was a, um, a he became a Christian minister, went back, uh, you know, came from China, uh, came back, uh, was converted to Christianity at some point. Wonderful thing. And when he, he came here, he studied, he fought on the Union side in the uh, war between the states, and was concerned about his uh, countrymen back in China. And went back to convert them, and spent a good deal of time proselytizing. That's a good word because yeah. we're, we're being proselytized every day in our public schools. Right. I think we should know this, right? Uh, drag queen story hour, <laughs> intense proselytizing of the right. next of the next uh, of the next generation. But he went back to spread Christianity through um, in, in China, and did some good things there because he exposed both the uh, worldview and the actual act of the many idols that they have here. One, one thing that we constantly see is we constantly see, as we get away from true Christianity, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, no other gods, plural. So we constantly see once we get away from God, we go to gods. This is just the way that it is. Yeah. So one of the things that, that, that I wanted to pass on Chris was, um, he, uh, he ran into some folks who were promoting some false uh, gospel to them that about a magical fountain that heals people.
0: Before you get to that, I want yes. you to tell that story. Um, yeah. Just to, to flesh out a little bit more, this, this man, they're celebrating him because he was one of the first, if not the first, um, naturalized citizen of a Chinese naturalized citizen. Okay. So, so he's born in 1834 in China, okay, and uh, he's, he's educated through the American church mission. Okay, so he's in China, and he's being educated by, you know, Western, Westerners who are bringing the gospel to right. China. Okay. Probably the
1: worst people in the world now, right? Right. A, a, a Christian missionary.
0: Right. And so he, he was one of the first generation of native Christians, a native Chinese, to be baptized as a Christian. Um, and in this biography from the Asian American Soldiers Memorial Hall, they call the result of aggressive Western missionary activity. Now... That could be taken as a positive or negative. You read this bio, it's almost like they have a disdain here right. for the Christianity. But, then, but yet we celebrate this guy coming to America. And who was it that negotiated with the officers to allow him to come to America? An American missionary, an American Christian missionary. So you have this, this Chinese boy. He's, ra- he's born and raised in China. He's educated in a Christian environment, obviously not a government school, a Christian you know, private missionary school. He becomes a Christian, um, and he comes to America with the help of an American missionary. And then he comes to America, he goes to St. James Episcopal Church, um, he spends some time working for a newspaper, I'm not going to get into all those details, but then he goes back to China. He goes back to China, and of course this bio here doesn't really explain why, but when you see his, the story of his life, it's pretty clear he wanted to bring the gospel back to China, And if that wasn't his initial intent, that became the mission of his life. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to China, and now he's, he's kind of a, a very, you know, he's, he's a gifted—he he, he knows the Chinese culture. He was born there. He had to brush up on his Chinese because he had been in Lancaster County. But he's a Christian, so he's able to work with these missionaries and even some of the other natives to do something that is not celebrated in this proclamation at all. And what he's, what, what he's trying to do in China— is bring Christianity. And so what he's trying to do is destroy their pagan religions. So tell us about uh, this story of the magical fountain, because um, there's a lot of great stories. We couldn't even, I couldn't even read them all about this man. None of this is going to be celebrated at the commissioner meeting. Uh, And the magical fountain story kind of reveals what he was trying to do over there and just reveals the absurdity of a proclamation like this.
1: Sure. I mean, let's just get it out there because this we know about this account from a, from a, a letter from another missionary. And this missionary just says, says this. It um, says the magical fountain uh, was, was to be, well, they actually destroyed it, magical fountain. They found that 1,600 people affected with various diseases, 1,600 people had paid money to the priests for some of the water from this fountain to heal them of their complaints. The account shows the deceitfulness of the priests the credulity of the people, how easily they believe things, and the happy influence which Christian na- natives may exercise.
0: So this is in China. This is in China. And this is after he's gone back to China, and he's yeah. going to go confront yep. these he- what the- heathen priests. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. M- making money off, off of ignorant people. He's not, going to, he's
0: not going there to proclaim that he's so thankful for their...
1: Pagan celebrations? No, no, no not, not hardly. He's there to destroy it. And, and, you know, I love that sentence that I just read in, in part, Chris, because it shows the gospel is for everybody. That's our strength. It's the strength of Christ is what it is. Anyone can believe and be, and be saved. Anyone can do it. It doesn't really matter. Here's a Chinese man born in China going back to proclaim that. So then, so yeah, this magical fountain here. Without getting into it too deeply here, it, they, it's a they, good story. Go ahead. It's it's quite yeah. So so some some priests. Yeah, you know, apparently it was set up. Well, it one set up one one of their temples, which which already gives you a you know the, the temple. They, and in the temple, there's different gods set up and. You know, sometimes there's a, a platform in front of them where people leave their offerings and so right, forth. These idols, he calls yeah. them ugly idols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. U- ugly and uglier is what it sounds like, quite frankly. <laughs> right. Um, you know, where people and, and most idols are are ugly. I mean, there's some are moderately attractive, but what I find out. I'm off track here a little bit, but what I find is the more powerful the the idol is supposed to be. Generally speaking, the uglier it is. Right. And, but in any case, you have these idol all laid out. So you're you're going to the temple. So you already have uh, the sense of a spiritual experience. And oh, sure enough, we have a magical fountain here which will cure your uh, of your diseases. Now instead of just you know one thing about Christ, right? He he went all, all everywhere. He healed people. He didn't charge money right? And he, he, his healing was for all who would come to him, right? Now, if you really had a magical fountain, hey, save the water, go throughout the hospitals, spread it everywhere, right? right. But, oh, no, you have to come here, you have to pay us money, and then you will be healed. So, we already heard 1,600 people. So, these idols, he says, are ver- the missionary says, are very ugly, common-looking, roughly painted. They're made of mud and straw. Chiefly, but sometimes of wood. I guess they're the the better the, the better ones. So what happened was they they came up with this idol, and the missionaries knew. Now think about this: the missionaries immediately knew this was fraudulent, whereas the natives are believing this. The poor, desperate people. But
0: that's their culture, Joel. Like we got to celebrate
1: it. Yeah, I know you're right. And it was their culture. Yeah. And hey, if the priests say so, it must be it must be true. They have no independent means of of evaluating this. That's the wonderful thing. We have a Bible. The Bible allows us a means of evaluating everybody, even our own pastors, of which I am one. The, the people that come and listen to me every Sunday have a means of evaluating me. It's called the Bible. What a wonderful thing. Anyway, they didn't have this, though. And so there they are. They're, they're, they're going into this. They, they're, they're burning candles, and there's incense, and it smells good, and they have faith. They have faith. That this magical, um, you know, fountain is, is going to heal them. Well, uh, uh, Pastor Wu or Mr. Wu, if you will, went in with a, someone out with another missionary. And the this account says this. He went in to find out where the water came from. They knew from the beginning that this was a trick. Right. Now, think about that. You have the Chinese with their culture paying money for a fraud thing. And Christian missionaries figured out right away. hmm <laughs> That's something to think about. We we went in to see where the water came from. They did not like our going in for fear we should discover their trick. We did not regard what they said, but went in and saw a little hole filled with water. So they had knowledge and courage. Mm-hmm. Well, we could talk about that. Knowledge without courage isn't much. Right. They had to have the courage here. So we we ran our hands down into it and found in the bottom a piece of an old stone jar buried in the mud beneath the water. We then dipped out the water and, and felt around the bottom of the hole till at last the secrets of the fountain came to light. We found they had a pipe hidden in the ground, which passed from the bottom of the hole to the next room. <laughs> in which there was an old woman who kept the supply of water by pouring into the pipe when the worshippers came. This is like Wizard of Oz. Y- yes, you right. You got that you lady over there. behind the curtain, right? Pay no attention <laughs> to the lady pouring water. Uh, just believe us. She was paid for her part in the work. Also, when we found out that they were, that they confessed it, and said it was because they were so poor.
0: So you have the poor now. In, in, helping the heathen priests to oppress other poor yeah, yeah. this is pagan culture
1: yeah, y- yes it is has nothing to offer except smoke mirrors and fraudulent healing like this and uh, they begged us not to tell then uh, they then offered us a share in the prophets <laughs> <laughs> you know, which apparently works right?
0: Yeah, for yeah. some people. Yeah, that, for that for, works. for pagan cultures. Yeah, it can work.
1: Yeah, if if you don't believe in Christ, if you don't believe you're going to stand before Him, you don't fear God. What else is left but maybe a little money, right? right? Hey, you know, if you guys don't tell anybody, we'll give you some money too. If profit you know, share the prophets, we would join them. But we threatened them with punishment and made them destroy the whole thing. <laughs> I ask, and I ask right now, Chris, in a pluralistic. Uh, country or pluralistic idea destroying that fountain was that a good thing or a bad thing in a pluralistic I say it's a bad thing
0: it's a cardinal sin in the plural, in the religion of secular humanity. Is, is it
1: not yeah. you shouldn't do this these people love this thing this is yeah. part of their this heritage. is their act of worship. yeah as yeah. a hair we have the heritage of the fake fountain right don't <laughs> let, leave us alone these courageous missionaries among whom was mr. Wu yeah destroy it stop doing this what a guy
0: yeah, I mean, that story is one of my favorite ones that I read. I mean, uh, and, and at the end here, he says, uh, Thus, my dear friends, and whether this is him or the missionary the mission, writing it, they yeah. say, Thus, my dear friends, you may see a little of the wickedness of these priests and how they, led, how they lead the people after their idols. May the day soon come when China shall cast away her idols of wood and stone. I mean, that's just, that's classic, and it, it flies... Straight in the, fa- in the face of this proclamation that says, you know, in honor of Mr. Wu, we want to celebrate these pagan celebrations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, uh, you know, if if they knew at the hypocrisy of it, I, I think they're probably just ignorant because they don't want to really understand the history here. I mean, right. I hope they do. I hope they would look into this and see. So there's so many other stories uh, uh, from this man's life, and, and that's the thing. You know, Commissioner Parson says, "So great to learn the history here." Well. I would have loved for this history to be told, and I think uh, you'll probably make some comments maybe at another commissioner's meeting (laughs) uh, now that you know a little bit more about it. I think (laughs) it
1: requires that that happen.
0: So um, just a couple other things real quick. Um, They go to a Buddhist, uh, this man, Mr. Hong Nyok Wu, goes to a Buddhist temple. Um, He he takes, I think he takes this woman there um, to see it, and it's, it's described by her as a, a scene too sad and too complicated for description, just describing these, these pagan uh, celebrations, these pagan ceremonies. Um, she says uh, here at the end of this letter, and this was a woman who, who went with Mr. Wu to the, to, the, to the Buddhist temple, to not to celebrate their culture, but to discuss with them what they called the doctrine of Jesus. And then she says this she says you know who is sufficient for these things and how can a simple missionary exert an influence in these strongly fortified fortified holds of the arch deceiver that's how a christian would describe pagan culture that's not how commissioner parsons the augustino or of course trescart trescott are describing this and that reveals that they are either ignorant or, or willfully opposed in either case they're culpable of what's going on here and they're not acknowledging Christ. I mean, this is clearly a proclamation in service of the religion of secular humanism. This missionary goes on and says, In a Christian land, one can form little idea of what idolatry really is, or with how much of, or with how much of learning, wealth, gorgeous display, and attractive courtesy it is bound around the homes, the hearts, the affections, the very lives of the heathen who know no other religion. I mean, that would be, if, would be offensive to the core to get up and say to, to these people, Look, you know, I'm glad you're you're here, but the pagan culture and religion that you come from is wicked and destructive, and you need to abandon it. But that's what Mr. Wu wanted to do. That that's what he did. Um, he uh, it, it says here when the ju- when the judgment day comes to Kong Wan, that was to the Kong Wan people, that was a village there, a place. People cannot say they did not hear the blessed name and the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ because it has been freely preached to them says he would preach on three afternoons in the week. There's preaching to the heathen in this chapel. Um, he, he says here that he was, again, this is Hong Niok Wu. Mr. Wu, he says, uh, he was 20 years old. He, he was a, used to be a pupil of this missionary, and now he's an ordained minister living at Kong Wan. That was the people that I just referenced, in charge of a foreign-built church where he preaches the gospel of Jesus to many people every day. And by him was his mother baptized into the church, renouncing all her idols and all idol worship and striving to serve the only true God who alone can save sinners by the blood of Jesus and the sanctifying of the Holy Spirit. We could go on and on and on here, Joel, but I think the point is clear that this was a man who wanted to destroy the pagan culture of China and replace it with Christianity. Now he didn't he didn't want to get rid of you know, their tea and their right. and, and their 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 clothing, you know, if it's no. He wanted to destroy the heart of the culture or replace it, take out that heart of stone, that pagan religion, and replace it with the heart of flesh, with Christianity. And until we recognize that, all these proclamations are just really inviting more judgment on us because it just reveals that we don't want that. We don't want Christ honored, we want secular humanism honored.
1: And we, even, our, even our pastors, you know, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't ever seem to quit one of these discussions without talking about pastors, but even if have pastors are saying, we don't want to change the culture. Right. Well, I think we might want to change that culture, the, the, the culture of idolatrous gods that are deceiving people, right. taking their money. I, I think we do want to, uh, yeah, I think we want to destroy that culture. But, you, you know, most pastors today will say, well, we don't want to change the culture. You know, we're not culture changers. We're not culture warriors here. Right. Well, Mr. Wu was. Oh,
0: yeah, no question about it. A big time. He went over there, I and mean, he helped with a, with a hospital, with an orphanage. Um, you know, you mentioned, why don't they bring the water to the hospital? Of course, the pagan and the frauds who even claim to be Christian, they'll never do that. But the true Christians that actually want to serve are the ones that built the hospitals, built the orphanages. He was, he was involved in that. He was involved in all these things. Um, and so he, he had a, a, a rich life of blessing of seeking to destroy and undermine the pagan culture of China. I think you might have read this, Joel. I just think you found this interesting. Um, this is from a report from, from him, from Reverend Hong Niak Wu. Um, and he says there, of course, talks about him preaching to the heathen. Um, it says that the head, there's a leading man of the town desirous of baptism. Uh, the head of this family is the most honest and upright man I ever saw among the heathen. He reads our Chinese prayer book and the four gospels, has been a candidate for baptism since October 1873. The reason we have not baptized him is that he has two wives. He is very willing to live separately from the second wife and will support her comfortably, but she is unwilling to leave. May God bless this woman and make her of a right mind, so that this good man and she her- herself also may be admitted into the church. I mean, here you have—I think this was a similar position that David Livingston yes. took, right? Like you—you yeah. you should support this wife, but you cannot live in this polygamous relationship. And here again, Mr. Wu is saying, I, I mean, I'm sure this was a cultural yeah. part of their society, sure. and he's saying, no, you cannot celebrate that part of your culture. Yep. You have to renounce it. Yep. So I just thought I thought you might find that interesting.
1: It, 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 it's cultural all the way through. I mean, even the early Christian missionaries in Hindu cultures would help people who were sick and dying, right? And that was against Hindu culture because they were working out their their, their, their karma. And and they had, they had done awful things in the in the next life. And actually, to help people who are hurting was a bad thing because the, now they were not going to experience the the, the the cleansing of their sins, if you will, from the previous life. And it was going to be bad for them in the next life because their karma hadn't been worked out. I mean, how, how can we say that religion is separate from culture? And if we're going to con- convert people to Christianity, what, that's not going to have any effect on your culture? Right. Yeah, and I think,
0: you know, that... They- I mean, that proclamation itself makes it clear that you, you can't separate religion from culture. I mean, the last point there is these, these pagan celebrations, yeah. and, and it's, it's obvious you can't do it, and uh, they didn't even try to right. in, yeah, in yeah. that case. I mean, they didn't even try to because it's so obvious that the religion of a, of a, of a region, of a, a people, is central to their culture. So they did not even attempt to say, you know, that, well, we're just celebrating you know, the, the food or the, the, like, no, the, the religion is central. And Mr. Wu knew that when he went back to to China, he knew he went for the heart of the culture. So there's so much more here, Joel. I mean, just briefly, I mean, we talked a lot about China, of course, uh, William Carey went to India. And um, when he went to India, uh, he was doing the same thing that Mr. Wu was doing there in China. And uh, I just wanted to read something briefly from a letter that Carey wrote in 1816, All right, so this is before uh, Wu was born in China. He carries over there in India, or he's arguing uh, about going over there, the idea which was opposed by a lot of people. said uh, It's not worth it to bring the gospel to India. He says this, he says, And then, very dear brethren, when it shall be said of the seat of our labors, the infamous swinging post is no longer erected, the widow burns no more on the funeral pile. So he's talking about these customs the culture of India, and he's saying when, when we have destroyed that, and we've talked about before, sati, the practice of burning widows, hey, it's part of their culture.
1: Yeah. The obscene- and, who, and who are you and I <laughs> right. to question?
0: The obscene dances and songs are seen and heard no more. The gods are thrown to the moles and to the bats, and Jesus is known as the God of the whole land. The poor Hindu goes no more to the Ganges, and this ties it in with the magical fountain. The poor Hindu goes no more to the Ganges to be washed from his filthiness, But to the fountain opened for sin and uncleanness. The temples are forsaken. The crowds say, Let us go up to the house of the Lord, and He shall teach us of His ways, and we will walk in His statutes. The anxious Hindus no more consume their property, their strength, and their lives in vain pilgrimages, but they come at once to Him who can save to the uttermost. The sick and the dying are no more dragged to the Ganges, or in China to the magical fountain, but look to the Lamb of God and commit their souls into His faithful hands. The children no more sacrifice to idols, Become the seed of the Lord that he may be glorified. The public morals are improved, and on and on he goes. And he says here that, um, you know, it, we, we should not be content with just bringing the gospel. I mean, this is Kerry's thing, like, we're not just bringing the gospel message, um, it's, or perhaps we have a small understanding of the gospel message. He's saying, when, when you bring the gospel to the culture, it's going to leaven the whole lump. The slow progress of conversion is a mode of teaching the natives may not be so encouraging and may require an all more faith and patience, but it appears to have been the process of things and the progress of the Reformation, on and on it goes. So he's saying, we're gonna change this whole culture. We, we, are, we are after nothing less than the complete transformation of the culture of India. And there's still work to do. There's still work to do in China, and there's still work to do in America. So, I mean, another example. I mean, the commissioner's completely rejecting the Christian worldview here. And that needs to be clear to everybody in Lancaster County. Your county commissioners are rejecting Christianity, they're rejecting Christ, and they're embracing secular humanism.
1: Yeah, and and of course we're supposed to keep religion out of politics, but we can't. Impossible. It it cannot be done. Secular humanism is your religion now. It it is now. And really what it is, and and, uh, honestly, that's a foil. That's that's a foil for bringing in pagan idolatry and and pagan gods. You know, first of all, you know, Christ is king. And then Christ is equal, right? And before long, Christ is nothing, and the gods are, are everything. Right. Gods, plural, for sure. But I to say this. Um, maybe, perhaps, the, um, a good thing did happen with the, uh, with, with, with the proclamation. Not in the way it was intended. Because I got to know a real Christian man from another culture right. who went back to transform it. So that, if we're going to do proclamations, which we shouldn't, but if we are... Well then let's proclaim a man like this, and let's talk about him rather than actually uh, featuring him and then going against everything that he stood for. Oh
0: yeah I mean, talk about disrespecting an asian American y- yes I mean a, and so a very
1: respectable man, yeah, well, not too many re- more respectable Asian Americans ever yeah perhaps yeah
0: so of course, Paul told the Thessalonians he said uh <clears throat> "...for they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come." So, I mean, again, the Apostle Paul was in the business of turning Mm -hmm. these people away from their pagan culture. And uh, John, the Apostle John in 1 John 5, at the very end of of the book, says, "...little children, keep yourself from idols." Right? It doesn't say keep yourself from you know, a poor view of cultural diversity. Keep yourself from idols. And uh, there's none of that in the proclamation. Of course, it's all about bring the idols in. Bring them in because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how, many, how much idolatry we have in America. All that matters is we are united in the American dream. Yeah. Well, what is the American dream
1: yeah.
0: if, if, if idolatry is you know, shrugged off or welcomed, I would say, so the you know the american it 's an american American nightmare when you separate Christ from the blessings we 've had, so I could go on and on, Joel, you know anything else you have from this proclamation
1: from the, this commissioner yeah. meeting well well the, the the offense is great, I mean because we tend to look at it like, well, um, you know the idols are equal to God, yeah we don 't believe that. i mean this is how we tend to think of it now i think in 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 modern Christian culture we don 't believe that we say. And that's a mistake, blah, blah, blah. But we do not see the offensive nature of, of, of making Christ equal to the gods. That is, you know, he's the one that brings us out of bondage. And to say that these other gods are equal is, is wicked and, and offensive. And it, I, I want to give a quick il- illustration. Um, Christ, um, Matthew seven twelve. Therefore, all things whatsoever you, sh- you should do that men should do to you, do ye even unto them. Okay, we call that the golden rule. And we've heard it said, and this is what's being accepted here, in you know, at the county commissioners meeting, it's being accepted that all religions are equally good. Yeah, you know, th- that, and even Obama said all religions have a their, their version of the golden rule, right. and Christ forever destroyed that because right after he said that, let me read it. I didn't read the whole thing. Let me read the whole whole statement that he that he, that he said. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. Okay, we know that but we don't know the rest of it, for this is the law and the prophets. Right. And Christ made it clear, if you don't have the law and the prophets, if you don't have the scriptures, you don't have the golden rule. But right. we are denying that right now, Chris, right. In, our Western, in, in Western churchianity right now. Right. We, are, we are willing to say, you know what, we don't believe this, but hey, um, all cultures believe in right and wrong. All cultures have, you know, think that murder is, is, is wrong. Right. No, 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 they don't. No. We get this directly from Christ, and, and Chris, that's why we have the Bible. I mean, if, if, if all we had to do was look to other cultures to figure out what's right and wrong, who needs a Bible? No, right. we, we have a Bible to tell us what's right and wrong, in spite of, not because of, the cultures of the world. Yeah.
0: And of course, unfortunately, this should not surprise us as you've been in there many times in these county commissioner meetings. I've been there for several myself. Uh, There's not an interest in applying Christ's law. There's not an interest in applying biblical law. It it all goes back to the humanistic thought, well, we need the government to do X, Y, and Z um, because that's the, uh, we have no, we don't know. You know, there's no, we can do whatever we want, basically. Like we reject any biblical explanation of what the civil government should do. And so now we are going to do whatever needs to be done um, to make your lives we 're going to provide all these services, but uh, Joel, I think you know we, we know that we know these commissioners unfortunately aren't aren 't interested in, in honoring Christ in the civil sphere now but this idea to wrap up here that this proclamation says that there, er, the commissioners are urging us to um, to make a personal commitment to create a more perfect union and advance our nation 's founding ideals of liberty and justice for all now. They're making that appeal by saying, embrace and celebrate these pagan celebrations that serve the greater community. Joel, what happens, I mean, haven't we seen it before in the Bible, perhaps, what happens when a culture says, you know what, what's going to make us stronger is embracing all, the, all these pagan cultures. That's what they're saying to do. They're saying, you know, the more perfect union is to embrace all these pagan cultures. I mean, what happens and what has happened when a society does that? I mean, what's the end game here? If, this is, if we continue to walk down this road of secular humanism, pluralism, and say, well, we're going to take all the paganism because that's what makes us stronger, how does that end?
1: Yeah, it ends in disaster and, and destruction. You know, think about this for a minute. If, you know, how, how, well, how can the false god be equal to the true? I mean, we've, we have beat this up a little bit, but uh, let, let me see if I can illustrate it this way. If if you have two people here, one person here believes a, a lie. This person here believes the truth. Okay. They compromise. Right. Maybe they have a more perfect union. Right. Right. They compromise. Now the guy that believes the truth believes half of a lie. Right. Right. And the guy who believes the lie hasn't lost anything. Right. You know, What he did was he compromised the guy who believes the truth. And this is why throughout the scriptures we see this again and again. You can't mix the clean with the unclean. Because when you mix the unclean with the clean, it doesn't make the unclean clean. It makes the clean unclean. We have this illustrated throughout the Bible. We cannot compromise on the word of God or the person of Christ or the authority of Christ at any point. If we do, we've now made the clean unclean and we've given it all away as we're seeing it, seeing it be be given away today. Chris, I mean, we're now getting used to the idea of, of riots. I mean, more and more we're getting used to this. Uh, you know, a riot here, a riot there. I guess they had one in, uh, where was it, New York recently. I don't even know if it made the news so much anymore. The the, the When we all become our own little god, which is what idolatry is. We make our own gods in our own image. That's why they're so ugly, quite frankly. Right. Of course they're going to be ugly. But if we're all our own little gods, what can we do except oppose each other and fight with each other? Yeah. There, there's no peace, saith my god, to the wicked. One of the reasons is everybody's of their own little god, they're going to fight with each other. Right. And, and even, even this idea now, Chris, of which, which is seeping into our society? If you dis- disrespect me, I have reason to hurt you mm-hmm. or even kill you. Where is that coming from? I mean, that was, that wasn't the case years ago in our hey. If you disrespect me, okay, uh, you know sticks and stones, whatever. But we're not. We don't have to get physical about this, right? right? Now, I know. Sometimes you know people had had. Uh, you know, duels or whatever, you know, public honor and that kind of stuff. For the most part, you know, a person living in the society and the culture, okay, you disrespect me. Okay, you did that. We're moving on. Now, it's almost accepted that I can hurt you or kill you for disrespect. That is the result of everybody being my own good because you don't disrespect God. You disrespect God, then you need to pay the price.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and so this proclamation really it's kind of like an offering from the county commissioners yeah, to the god I would go- I, would call, I would call it that. to the god of the culture yeah. and i just yeah. want to read this again that that the, the South Asian Association of Lancaster continues to share their culture through Holi festivals and Diwali celebrations and serve the greater community so there it is. there's our offering your your sharing your culture through your pagan religious celebrations is a good thing we're making an offering to the god of secular humanism pluralism paganism and, uh, you know, we're tipping our hat to you as the county commissioners because we don't want to offend you. And that's a shameful thing.
1: Yeah. In the end, we don't believe, a, we don't believe in a Christ who sits on the throne, who rules. Right. We don't believe in that. And, and, and you know what? Even worse, we don't want that. Yeah.
0: And so, I mean, just a brief appeal here for, for, these, for the people that are voting in these county commissioners, right? If you are claiming, just know what they are doing. They are, they are raising their fist to Christ and saying, we, our union, the, our more perfect union and liberty and justice will be served by celebrating paganism, not by acknowledging you and rejecting every other religion as yeah. false. Yeah. That's what we have with the county commissioners. Yeah. I mean, I don't know
1: what other, how other else to say it. We could change this by acknowledging Mr. Wu. Yeah,
0: if we actually acknowledge. If we actually,
1: uh, an <laughs> a, 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 a Asian American who really, really did make some contributions. Yeah, right.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so we want to honor, you know, the Asian-American Mr. Wu, and uh, we want to encourage our listeners to to do what he did and seek to transform whatever culture you're in according to the Word of God, not according to the Word of man, uh, not according to these vague concepts of a more perfect union, which really means, you know, everything goes, and that's what makes us stronger. It is not. So final word for you, Joel, uh, on this proclamation, on this idea that, you know, this is what makes Lancaster County great, I mean, I guess I'm sure that's what everybody thinks. What, makes, what made Lancaster County great is all these pagan celebrations over the past, you know, 300 years.
1: Yeah. Well, a couple things. Um, what do you mean by more perfect union? What do you mean by great? Uh, I want to go back to my, um, my wife's great-grandfather, who apparently stowed away from Portugal on a ship and um, was discovered halfway through or partway through, and the captain liked him. I mean, he was a stowaway, he shouldn't have been there, Made him as, he was like 13 or 14, he was very young. Captain liked him, made him as, gave him a job on the ship, came here with, with nothing, and um, made himself a life here in this country. Now, let's ask ourselves, why? Let's ask ourselves about the Rio Grande River, for Pete's sake. Hmm. Why did people want to cross it to come here? Is there something magical about the, speaking of magical fountains? Right. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's magic going on up north? No, let's ask ourselves why. And the answers will always come back to this. Jesus Christ was worshipped here publicly at one time. In other Western countries, uh, Charlemagne, if you will, King Alfred the Great, they made proclamations, and their proclamations were not quite the same as what we heard here recently. They made proclamations concerning the supremacy of Christ. Right. And, you know, from that we get things like uh, the, the common law, uh, King Alfred being seen as the one who was behind the common law, uh, the Magna Carta, uh, or Charter, as some people will call it. Um, I'm not really sure how to pronounce that. That goes back to Christ. Mm-hmm. And if we say it goes back to pluralism, then I, I want to, well, go wherever you want Then Right. Y- you know, travel to uh, Middle Eastern countries where people are trying to leave and, and, and go to the West.
0: Yeah, their culture is just as good. Right?
1: Yeah, all cultures are created equal. Then, if all cultures are created equal, then people leaving one culture and, and going to another, which generally speaking is the West, they're going to argue with you on this point. So why are we saying this? It's in Chris. It flies in the face of everything that's true and real. All cultures are not created equal. There's a, you know, um, righteousness exalts a nation. A nation. Yeah. A nation. Not cultural diversity. No. A nation, not, and and for my Christian friends out there who don't want to, who are afraid of Christian nationalism and so forth, and I myself struggle with the definition of it. There's a lot of definitions. But righteousness exalts a nation has some type of a meaning here, and we, we best, if we love our neighbor, and love the the future people who haven't been here yet, we better figure out what righteousness is and how it exalts a nation and how sin reproaches people. Yeah,
0: Amen. Well, unfortunately, that's not what the county commissioners are interested in right now. We pray that they would uh, repent and that 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 would be... Be a wonderful uh, thing. Yeah, because ultimately we could talk about all these things and the Constitution and different methods, but if if the people of this community do not want to honor Christ, nothing is going to change.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, we're supposed to pray for kings and all that are in authority that we would leave a peaceable and quiet life in all godliness and honesty. And we need to pray for our county commissioners that we would, you know, sometimes, take a second on this, we tend to think of praying, you know, that they'll become believers in Christ. Actually, that, not, that prayer is, is not for, for them. That prayer is actually for us. Pray for kings and all that are, that are in authority that we would be able to leave a peaceful and quiet life and all godliness and honesty, and I would submit that without godliness and honesty, you can't have peaceableness and right. you can't have quiet.
0: Yeah, yeah, amen. And we need we need we need some of that, some honesty here from them, and saying, look, um, the, the pagan cultures are destructive, and, and godliness, you know, we, we recognize Christ. So, a lot more could be said there. I let's hope I hope we've provided a little bit more. Bring of a, back Mr. Wu. Yeah, yeah. Let let's let's bring back that poster. Let's really talk about him. So maybe we can submit uh, that they would do a proclamation. Uh, for for Mr. Wu's true uh, beliefs about culture. I I doubt that'll happen. But for more information about Pastor Joel, go to www.irbc.church. You can find his sermons there. For more information about the Lancaster Patriot, go to thelancasterpatriot.com. That'll do for today. Uh, So long and God bless.